Hello, I'm your host, Zachary Landalt, and welcome to the In Another World bonus series for the month of October, A Trip to Haddonfield, where I'll go on a retrospective journey through the Halloween film franchise with the help of lovely guest co-host Devin Ray, who is one of the co-hosts of the YouTube show Good Luck with Sam and Dev. Every episode, we'll talk about a different film in the franchise, and we will talk about all the details, including our favorite scenes, favorite scares, favorite versions of the Michael Myers mask, and which films in the franchise we believe are the scariest and the goriest. So without wasting any more time, let's stop the chitter-chatter and get to the bloody fun. Hello and welcome to episode one of A Trip to Haddonfield. And here to go through this special bonus series is Devin Ray. Hi there. Hello. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Oh, please. You have such a lovely podcasting voice. (laughs) Thank you. And you are known as the queen of the spooky. The queen of the spooky. I I mean, I, I love Halloween. Every day is Halloween if you're living right. Oh, why and why can't it be? Why can't every day be Halloween? And today we are tackling the first film in this entire saga, Halloween, released in 1978. Description reads, On a cold Halloween night in 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers brutally murdered his 17-year-old sister, Judith. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years. But on October 30th, 1978, while being transferred for a court date, A 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. Filming took place in Southern California in May 1978, before premiering in October, where it grossed $70 million from a budget of around $300,000. And would go on to spawn 11 more entries in one of the most popular horror film franchises in modern film history. When was the first time you saw this, Devin? Oh my god, I don't even remember. I like I was small. It was one of those movies that right. was always on. So mm. there's not a clear defined memory of mine <laughs> of like, oh, I'm watching this for the first time. I'm just like, oh, okay, they're in the closet now. Wait, why do I know that? What is what is that about? <laughs> why do I know that? Yeah, I just remember I because I am I am a little older than you, but I don't know. I had lots of VHSs. Were you still a VHS kid? You're not older than me. I thought I was. We'll not. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I had. I only remember. I just remember my little TV in my room and having all of my horror movie VHSs, and this was very much always on the top shelf. Mm-hmm. Always one of the like ones to be pulled from. Is usually sandwiched between. I think I know what you did last summer and pet cemetery so it was just you know it was one of the go-tos what an odd sandwich um i don't i don't know (laughs) well i i know what you i have a bookshelf of vhs's directly to my left right now with the halloween vhs tape on it so lovely i don't have mine anymore (laughs) actually i don't own any of these anymore maybe one day i'll 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 set up my collection again but as of now i just i just always rent them well, actually, I did find this one on Shudder. Thank God for Shudder. Thank God for Shudder. Which, I mean, that that thing... Do you have Shudder? I assume you do. I, I had it. 
I'm going mm-hmm. to get it again. It was one. Money is a flexible and terrible <sighs> thing. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I'm kind of in the place with it where I'm like, I feel like I've watched everything I'm gonna watch for now, so I might take a break until, you know, a little closer to Halloween. Then mm-hmm. maybe I'll I'll dive back in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just remember this being a special horror movie in the sense that I think when I was a kid, it felt a lot um gorier and and bloodier than i remember because i watched it again recently and it'd been a while it'd been a minute since i'd seen it and it's really not that um graphic no no yeah it's kind of crazy um the way that uh your perception of things works because i feel like i feel like i thought the same thing that it was like oh god and then she stabs him and it's oh it's a disaster i was watching it i was like what is this movie made in the 40s? Like, <laughs> the 40s. <laughs> yeah. all of two well, drops of blood. Well, and I think it's a testament to how scary it is. I think I was just so terrified of it. And the psychological can very much, I, or I just think nowadays horror films are just so much bloodier for, you know, not to generalize all of modern, you know, horror. But I think I'm just, I just seem like, oh, and it must be super bloody because it's a slasher film. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not it is not uh, of course this was directed by legend john carpenter screenplay was by john carpenter and deborah hill and of course john carpenter also made the iconic score which i think i think in the way that like the score to psycho i think does a lot of heavy lifting with that movie as well i oh, do yeah. think without this score um it would still be a great movie but it, i do think it just ups the ante 100 percent. yeah this was the film debut of Jamie Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen. Yeah, you know she would go on to be the Scream Queen of the early '80s, and of course Donald Pleasance mm-hmm. as Doctor Loomis and Nick Castle as Michael Myers. Now, Devin, what is your favorite kill of the film? Oh my God! Okay, well, so upon rewatching it, mm. I was just struck by how terrible all of Laurie's friends are all of them like across the board like before they're even committing like the normal horror movie sins as it were (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like her one friend this house we're gonna we're all gonna fuck our boyfriends oh you don't have a boyfriend Lori? well i guess you get to babysit all the kids that we're supposed to babysit um, well, I have a friend that might want to fuck you. I gave him your number. He told me not to. <laughs> Even though you, t- uh, you're so stupid, Lori. God, you're awful. Like, and I don't know why she hangs around with them, but like, <laughs> I so it definitely seemed odd. Like, because Lori is, is presented as like not a goody two shoes, but you know, definitely more like buttoned up than. than the She's other the only two. decent person in this movie. Like, even from the very beginning. Because I have my problems with Dr. Loomis. Don't even get me oh, started. Don't we all? Um, and the nurse, Marion, she should not be working in the healthcare profession either. Um, but... well, she gets hers later down the line. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Stay tuned later for that. Let's um... save that for 20 years for now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so. You had a good run. Because of how terrible. Lori's friends are. I have to say that the first major kill of the film, Annie, 
is got to be yeah. my favorite. Oh, um, because oh, this Annie. woman is the worst. She is the worst. So she's like, oh, I spilled something on myself. Guess I'll get naked in this child's house. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I was watching it, and again, I've not watched this in probably, like, I didn't realize how long it had been since I'd really watched it. I think it was, like, a decade since I'd maybe watched it, like, fully from start to finish. And I, she is such a whiny bitch, like, not to just, you know, drag her, but she's just like, ugh, I locked myself in the shed, please, let me out of the shed! And just, like, screaming, getting naked, she's just, it's just, oh god, Why? why 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 and that dog doesn't like her and she doesn't like no. that dog and i'm like mm. <laughs> her and that dog they're not bffs she was and she doesn't i don't think she likes kids i don't think she likes dogs what does Amy um, like other than paul her boyfriend she likes dick she likes dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah she might be yeah she might be my favorite kill of the film as well actually <laughs> As sad as that is to say, no offense. Well, next, no, I mean, it's a little bit of offense. Uh, and what, okay, but, but what do you think is the biggest scare? Biggest scare. Um. Okay, so, right, there's the iconic uh, bend at the waist revival of Michael after the closet <sighs> scene, um, yeah. which is where it gets ramped up into a supernatural arena. <laughs> because up until that oh, yeah, point, yeah. Michael Myers is a human man. He is just yeah. walking around Arguably. killing. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, wait, 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 wait. He's supposed to be dead. With the, with the dealio. How's he how's he doing that? How's it how he, is he doing he got that? Got wired in the eye. <laughs> and stabbed. <laughs> stabbed in the chest. And stabbed. Yeah. That was that was probably actually I remember when I was a kid, the moment that scared me the most though was um when he's behind the couch and she's like, uh She's like, I think she had just called, did she call the police? I can't remember. I just know Jamie Lee Curtis is like on the floor Mm -hmm. and she's crying because she's like, oh, I guess everything's over now. And then suddenly he's like leaping over the couch. Yes. For some reason that, that really got me. Um, But the closet scene is also just iconic. Yes. Of course. But if I had to pick my favorite, favorite scare, it is Mm -hmm. at the very beginning when Dr. Loomis and Marion are driving up to Smith's Grove, the sanitarium mm-hmm. or whatever, and all of the patients are outside and are just yeah. illuminated by headlights. And I think it's Michael, in my head it's Michael, climbs up over the back of the car and there's just this little like, oh yeah, Hello! that's my kind of scare. Or I'm like, because it's completely unexpected. For the rest of the film, mm-hmm. like, you know, Michael's walking around and you're you expect to see right. him again. I right at the beginning of that film though you're like what 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 was that what weird well it's still early we don't know what kind of movie we're signing up for right. yeah like oh god that yeah that's that's a pretty also I, just, I love the 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 cinematography of that it just looks so real it it doesn't it doesn't look i feel like a lot of horror movies now they just look too polished for me i like the ones that look a little gringier just a little a little more grounded i don't know it just it gets me scared i'm more scared when it looks like it's happening oh 100 percent oh yeah like and and i think michael myers for me what makes him so terrifying this isn't exactly a you know original thought but it's been written about a million times but just how flat his mask is it's just no emotion it's not even like it's scary because it just looks blank. Like, what is this guy's deal? Mm-hmm. Like, 
what happened to this child you know literal child kills his sister okay we want to talk about that we're going to talk about that he was what six well that was that was my next question favorite moment oh my god okay so (laughs) i have i have so many issues (laughs) (laughs) the six-year-old child right killed yes one person his sister tragic unexcusable correct all of that is true and then he never says another word he goes to a institution uh for 15 years and says Mm -hmm. nothing and then his doctor decides because he's not talking and there's evil in his eyes that he is the worst human that has ever existed (laughs) this literal child he's 21 he is so much younger than me in this movie (laughs) And I'm like, well, God damn it, Mary, if you'd actually treated him with psychological assistance, maybe we wouldn't be in this scenario. It's like, I see he, he had such dark eyes. Black the eyes, the devil's eyes. eyes. Yeah, I'm like, God, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, great time. I was like, chain that kid to a wall. I don't know. <laughs> Just keep him there forever. But yeah, work on him. Everyone's got um, mental health. Right. Or we can we can hope. We can hope for little Michael. I just It didn't work out for him too no, well. No, because it had to be a horror movie. But like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But up until like this is not a psychodrama. No, no. But how much more interesting would this movie have been though if Michael Myers did nothing? Like other than escape. Oh wow. Yeah. Like he killed his sister well, and then got out and then there's this fucking psychiatrist that's just walking around going like he's the devil and You can't you can't let him get away. <laughs> Maybe Michael's like, fuck you, doctor. Fine, I'm such a psycho. I'm gonna show you how much of a psycho I can I just want to go home. Baby. I was I was six years old. Oh god. I watched this really interesting interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and she was talking about the the newest Halloween movie, but she was talking about the moment that he sees Laurie Strode in the first movie. And she just described it in such a way that I, I had never really thought of it this way because i always thought of like oh he just whatever decided to kill her because i don't know he was she was at his house who knows and he just she just painted this like he, he sees this young girl who is like doesn't remind him at all of his sister it's just this like gentle pure thing and he has like a sick sort of like love for this girl but he doesn't know how to express love so he just you know decides to kill her instead he decides to do her a favor and kill all of her shitty friends kill all these shitty friends he's like girl let me help you i'll take you to homecoming well because you know the best i come on baby (laughs) come on (laughs) i'm a good dancer i've been working on it 15 years baby yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, the one good thing that Michael does is he he scares the fuck out of those two shitty kids that that make the little the little uh, little child that she's babysitting. What's the Billy? Tommy. Billy? Tommy. Tommy. Oh, yeah, those I'm bullies. Skewered. Um. Yeah. For no reason, everybody else in the school is dressed up except for them. Yeah. And poor Tommy has to carry around this thirty-pound pumpkin um and they're like oh the boogeyman oh the boogeyman and i'm like why this kid we're like why this kid <laughs> leave him alone and michael's kid? like Back Much like off. michael myers why this kid why this kid 
maybe he sees himself in Tommy. Oh, like, oh no. Mm. I, I don't think so. I mean, that's that's too much. <laughs> uh so what who well, I guess you've already kind of answered this, but who are your f- favorite characters in the movie? Um, I do not remember her name, but the the little real housewife of Haddonfield, uh <laughs> She's a real housewife now, uh, but it's the little girl that um, Annie is babysitting is probably my favorite character because she's just oh, down man. to watch movies and she is not here for her terrible babysitter's bullshit. Like, she's not going to rat on her, but she's also like, you locked yourself in the laundry room, dude. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. She definitely has the attitude of like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> I guess I'm still alive. She was very much... <laughs> Yeah, I got like me energy when I would have a babysitter that I was just not in love with, mm-hmm. and they would tell me to do things. And I'd be like, oh, God, you'll be gone in two hours. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? But like, Andy's like, I'm going to go pick up Paul. Let's go. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, also, there was just so much shenanigans going on in this movie. Just like, here, take this child over to that child's house without asking the parents, and we'll fuck in your house until you come back later with the kid. Like, there was just so much, like, nonsense. 1978, nonsense, dude. Silly I guess so. <laughs> I mean, we could talk uh, about guess... the fuckery of the time. That's... Oh, I mean, let's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we could, couldn't we? Yes, we could. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, um, uh, re-watching this, as much as I hate the <laughs> the friends, you know, as we've talked about, I was struck by how natural their dialogue sounded, though, compared to how much I usually just cringe at, you know, the friends dialogue in a horror mm-hmm. movie when they're, you know, doing the character building. It at least seemed like real people talking to each other, and they looked like real uh teens or like just average peeps like they didn't look i hate when in movies now you can tell right before they shot a scene you know all the girls got their hair flat ironed and like had their bronzer put on and just like it just puts a sheen on everything i don't like yeah it. I don't it's like one it. of the beautiful things about it, a low budget uh film yeah. is that it's like you don't have time or money to hire somebody to come in yeah. and do hair for three hours you're just like just be teens this is what teens look like um right I also always forget that her one friend is the same girl from Carrie. She's playing the exact same part um, (laughs) that she played two years before, PJ Souls. Um, Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's almost exactly the same, except she gets more screen time in Halloween. It's like John Carpenter went, oh, we got her? Great. She could just do that. She just do that again. No baseball cap. Can she show her boobs? Can she show her breasts? We would like the breasts. Please send them post haste. <laughs> yeah, it's at least not as gratuitous as I mean the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Those things are just practically softcore oh, porn sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like I think it's really funny when I think even John Carpenter describes this movie as like really exploitative, and I'm like do you know look no, at no. look at other movies of the time like you have four boobs <laughs> two ounces of blood four boobs. 
Well, and I was thinking, you know, this movie made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, in Hollywood, if you make a ton of money, a million other producers go, ooh, I want to make that money, too. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. And so they take all the things that make this great and just strip it of all of the subtlety (laughs) and nuance and says, like, what if we have horny counselors that are getting killed Mm -hmm. at a camp camp and lots of boobs? They had four boobs. We're going to have ten boobs. <laughs> ten and a half. And, yeah, ten and a half. <laughs> One oh, nipple. My. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, so some trivia about the movie. It Apparently, the script took approximately ten days to write, which that shocked me. That's, that's insane. <laughs> uh, Deborah Hill, who had worked as a babysitter during her teenage years, wrote most of the female characters' dialogue, while Carpenter drafted Loomis's speech on the soulfulness of Michael Myers. Uh, Laurie Strode was allegedly the name of one of John Carpenter's old girlfriends, while Michael Myers was the name of a producer who had previously worked on a John Carpenter flick called Assault on Precinct 13. Carpenter has described Halloween as true crass exploitation. I decided to make a movie I would love to have seen as a kid, full of cheap tricks like a haunted house at a fair where you walk down the corridor and things jump out at you. Oh, John Carpenter, if you only knew. If you only knew. Now, on a scale of one to ten, how scary would you say this Oh my god, is? it's not. It, maybe one? Like, <laughs> the stalking to me as a as, uh, woman is scary Uh the idea of stalking but michael myers stalking is not scary to me (laughs) oh really no well you see him it's the full daylight problem and (laughs) i i don't know i am i'm much more scared by things i can't see and the fact that he's Mm. so visible i think it's really cool all the little wide shots that he's in and you know coming out of the bushes and stuff or being in i'm like okay i could see you but like I would also call the police. The music helps yes. him. The music helps him. Because you put like the Kirby enthusiasm score underneath him and like he's not scared no. anymore. He's suddenly just like a dude walking right. around. Like bold choice. <laughs> you know. Coveralls and a and a William Shatner mask. Bold. Um, in the scope of this franchise, where would you put this in terms of scare, just in terms of the the Halloween franchise? Just in terms of like not quality, just scares. Franchise just like scary like in terms of like out of all the films how would you rank this well considering it is one of the most realistic and it's setting up the scenario like there's no expectations um and creating the rules for the world as it were Mm -hmm. it's definitely up there on the list um Mm -hmm. because i think the the more diluted the plot gets through every iteration (laughs) the less scary it gets Oh yeah. So it's up there. Things get crazy down the right. line. Right, <laughs> where it's just like, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> and how how gory in terms of the franchise? In terms of the is. franchise, okay. Well, it does get much much worse. <laughs> there is a delicate <laughs> hand to it, but I'm not going to put yeah. it at a one or a zero. It'll be at like a two because they do stab somebody okay. in the neck. And it looks like in he got stabbed in the neck. <laughs> it does. I think what makes it actually better to me is that it's not that gory. So it makes my imagination fill in the blanks. And I'm, I, you know, I've seen things I've, in other movies. I've seen so I just, things. I just, I just, I've seen things. <laughs> 
Yeah, and final question. Did this need a no. sequel? Like, no. Need it. It's so funny. It's such a franchise. We watch it and you're like, this did not need a sequel. It could have just been this great little movie and here we would have never been here. It, it ends on this really wonderful note when he, he you know, he's gone and the music starts yeah. up and then there's all these shots around Haddonfield and oh. him breathing and you're like, oh, oh, he could be anywhere oh it's such a creepy thought like he's now like what is he is he a man is he is he what is he he's fucking cute is what he is he's a damn snack (laughs) oh he takes off the mask i was like okay don't cover up that i mean he got stabbed in the eye so it's a little wonky but like well you know (laughs) nothing a little plastic you know and i i really liked that he was uh an attractive white man um (laughs) under the mask because you know it's really easy to put somebody in a mask and then pull it off and have that you know lon cheney phantom of the opera moment where you're like oh god that face that horrible face but like yeah um yeah but but to have him take off the mask and just be for all all intents and purposes a a handsome white man snack a, a, a damn snack, snack. Like, like every other okay hold on we need to talk about this so <laughs> 1978 can we talk about how much of a snack the other boys in this movie were, were not? not bob paul sorry about my dogs hey Ooh, doggies oh we, we're we're, we're pro dog we are pro dog well i have two and they're they're wonderful um and very loud oh, they're the cutest. so 1978 there are act there are like fifty plus active serial killers in America in nineteen seventy-eight. Um, yeah. including all like the big ones. There's J- Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, the Golden State Killer, the del- uh the dating game killer. Um, they're all active mm. at this time. So it's really interesting to me. Was this the summer of Sam killers yeah. at the same period? Yeah. Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. It's yeah. a terrifying time to be. Okay. And also in the, on that same kind of uh, vein, um, they say in Halloween, like uh, Annie's dad, the sheriff, which is my theory why she's so terrible, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> they go by the hardware store and she's like, dad, did someone break out of the hardware store? And he's like, yeah, they stole some masks, some rope, and some knives. I guess it was just some kids. And I thought, well, that's why there's so many serial killers, Linda. Like, <laughs> oh, you, like somebody just stole a bunch of ropes and knives. Um, I guess it was children. Yeah, they stole some rope, a shovel, some knives, and a mask. So, eh, probably some kids fucking around. <laughs> Joel, just let it go. We're gonna actually close this investigation. It's fine um it's uh, it's just kids being kids <laughs> hold on yeah you know use do some detective work sir just do your job well and then even later when dr loom's like hello there's a boy he's gonna kill people he doesn't go oh wait a second right <laughs> that's four well they stole the masks ropes and knives there was that abandoned truck hmm and then even there's a you know there's a there's a a, a gravestone missing they like, do this every on, year like <laughs> michael myers queen of aesthetic michael myers who's like i'm gonna take her gravestone this heavy ass stone carry it up these stairs lay this girl's body underneath it 
just for this girl I, I love for fun. deleted scene of him hauling the right? stone and just some kid be like, what's that guy doing? <laughs> what's that numbering man like, doing? I think actually one of my favorite shots of the movie, just because you never usually see stuff like this in a horror movie, and so it was both like scary, but also just like, this is weird to watch, is when um, I think it's the kid is watching from across the street, the Tommy, mm-hmm. and he just sees Michael Myers like calling in the girl into the house. And I'm like, oh, wow, he's working. He's just how he's doing his little job. Look at him go. Little job, isn't that cute? <laughs> Well, this was a solid start. Um, we have many to go, but yeah, I would say in for me, in terms of the franchise, I do think it is. I think it's the best one. Oh yeah. I mean, I, don't, I think it, I mean I don't think it ever gets this close to being this good, except for maybe like once ever in the entire franchise. And even then, it's like not that great. Uh, and then yeah, gore, pretty low. Probably the lowest. Probably yeah. the lowest. It didn't need it. Other than maybe three? No, three's pretty gory. Three is gory. Th- yeah, three is weird. Three is... We'll, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, thank you for joining me for this first part. Um, we, we'll be back. We'll be back soon with the next, next installment, Halloween yeah. 2. Thank you so much again for joining us for today's episode of A Trip to Haddonfield. Remember, the episodes are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the month of October, so you'll know where to find them. And if you've been enjoying my lovely guest co-captain for this journey, Devin Ray, well, she's more than just the hilarious queen of the spooky. She is also a very gifted very talented makeup artist and so after you finish today's episode you should head over to her instagram at devon ray to check out her 31 days of halloween makeup series you will not regret it and she is also the co-host of the youtube show good luck with sam and dev which also features frequent guests of the podcast samantha lebrock so head over to their youtube channel good luck with sam and dev or to their Instagram account at Good Luck with Sam and Dev. They have new episodes every Thursday. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can always find us at In Another World Pod on Instagram or at IAW Podcasts on Twitter. And I also want to give a shout out to White Bat Audio for this very spooky intro and exit music. So I've been your host, Zachary Landolt, and I hope you'll have a spooky rest of your day. Bye.